0: Welcome once again everybody to blockbuster mentality i'm your host ben and we're back with another show be sure to follow us on itunes subscribe rate us review us as i say all the time it helps us out a lot just do it takes a quick second just do it hit those stars Hit that, write a review, just say, great show, or I hate the show, you know, whatever you'd like. We'd appreciate it. How's everyone doing? Last time we spoke, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not win the Super Bowl, but now they have because guess what, folks? I am one week sober. Uh, The Super Bowl was the last night I drank. Uh, I'm not, you know, crazy alcoholic or anything but not that there's you know anything wrong with that it's a disease and it's serious and uh (laughs) but uh but no i've uh, challenged myself to not drink for a month i made it a week so far um doing a month for now and and if it uh goes longer than that great um you know, weekends got a little, little crazy for me. You know, just a uh, little, little, little too much. I didn't feel great. My health hasn't been great, so thought I'd challenge myself. and And I feel great after a week. So, uh, but yeah, go Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. They're becoming championship city. Man, oh man! But you guys are listening to a movie show. I know you don't want to hear about sports, but hopefully, my personal uh, news brightens your day. But we have another great show, as I always say. Uh, What am I going to say? It's a terrible show. Greg Proops, which you may know him from whose line is it anyways which is on fridays on the cw definitely check that out it is back it's been back for a couple years now uh we have a conversation about point break as you know from the title of the episode and we get into it um and he uh yeah he's got a lot of great points very knowledgeable with his movies I had no idea he was in Star Wars Phantom Menace. Uh, For some reason, when I was doing research for the show, I I found that out. For some reason, I never knew that. So it was fun talking to him about that. And, you know, he got to make fun of me for not knowing that because I'm a movie buff show. And he had every right to. So, but uh, yeah, point break. Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. been doing what have you been doing since march uh
1: well i've been doing a lot of uh, gigs online a friend of mine named ben gleed started a place called the nowhere comedy club with uh, steve hofstetter and they put online shows on mike Berbilly has done it a bunch of times he does his one-man show and whatnot and so i do like three shows a month usually uh Stand-up show, a podcast, uh, smartest man in the world, and then I'll do one with them where we improvise and we call that it's a G thing. So that's kept me going. And uh, yeah. uh, we've done a few Who's Live shows online with Ryan. I'm in a group with Ryan called Who's Live anyway. And uh, okay. we've done two or three. We had you know guests with like Dave Foley, Colin Mockery, and whatnot. So. I try to keep busy. Some of the other guys don't seem to care about being busy as much as I do.
0: Right. Well, the a, a fun fact about an hour ago I was just talking to Colin. So, uh, awesome. yeah, yeah, he said he's he's he thought he couldn't handle retirement, but uh, after all this, he thinks he can. So,
1: <laughs> right. But they have health care. So
0: yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that's true. What uh, I mean, what's your favorite? I mean you're probably going to give me the the answer that everyone wants to hear but what what's your favorite era of Whose Line? Oh, I
1: love it now, man. I mean, you know.
0: Of course you're going like, to say that. No, I'm just I'm just right.
1: <laughs> uh, we did we haven't shot in 2 years and I have a new episode out tomorrow, Friday.
0: That's <laughs> That's insane. So So you guys just film. How
1: can uh, I not love this era?
0: Do you guys get exhausted? You know that weekend you film, or
1: well, we no, we we you knock them out, and then uh, our producer is very scientific about how we cut the show, and they've perfected it over three decades, and so yeah, the way we shoot it makes it easy to cut any game with any game. So you've got several hours worth of material. And the show is only twenty two minutes long because of the commercials yeah. and everything, so you're only talking about three or four games.
0: So does that mean that I might see you in one outfit in episode two, yeah. and then the same outfit in episode seven? But that was actually oh, shot. In the might, same yes, day?
1: and last year and the year before, because I'm in a blue suit with a blue shirt and a flowered tie.
0: Has that always been the
1: case? Uh, well, yeah, but the you know. It's economical because you yeah. you put a bunch in the can and then you can keep making seasons out of them, sure. which they've been very successful about doing. When we finished on ABC, we had so many in the can. We had like two seasons on ABC Family or whatever it's called now, Freeform. In those days, it was ABC Family, and yeah. um, so. But I mean, as far as to that speaks to my heart, uh, going to England in the in the late eighties and early nineties because mm-hmm. I'd never been. And it opened up the world to me, and because of that, we've been able to do the podcast. Because of that, we've been able to travel to Australia, India, sure, uh, Scotland, Ireland, you know, all over yes. Europe, uh, yeah, where, Canada, awesome. wherever fine, fine television is shown.
0: Yeah, no, New Zealand, right. man. That's awesome. Uh, no, no, obviously we're going to get into Point Break here in a little bit, but uh, all right, I, I. I, uh, I Doing research for the show and doing research on you, I cannot believe I never knew this. I am a huge, huge Star Wars fan, and I for some reason had no idea you uh were the voice of one of the podcast or not podcast <laughs> the pod race announced. <laughs> Wouldn't that yeah, have been the- an exciting scene? <laughs> right?
1: Well the, the guys those sitting in a room with headphones on.
0: <laughs> those two should have a podcast. Right. Uh yeah, you were uh one of the announcers in uh the pod race and fan. Phantom Menace, that's man, I and mean, then
1: the, the everybody's favorite consensus movie out of all of them. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a terrible accident occurred, and a good deal of the plot was destroyed during the <laughs> filming. And uh, the idea that a, a small six-year-old boy, rather than uh, fix the ship with their Jedi powers, they make a small boy. Uh, participate in a high-stakes, violent, death-defying, gambling race. Right. (laughs) Naturally. So there's that element that's never really discussed, the sort of child labor, (laughs) putting him in in a race where he could surely be killed by Saboba, who's trying to kill him. Uh, That part's pretty wild. But it was great. Yeah, I mean, I got to work with George Lucas. We shot it at Leavesden and outside of London. uh, George Lucas directed us and uh, he was really nice and I have a polar fleece that says episode one, if you're a big fan. Episode one oh, not nice. Phantom Menace. Yes. The movie wasn't named yet. No, so. I mean
0: Fan Phantom Menace, though, I mean, obviously it gets its, you know, flack and all that, but uh, you know, it's got yes, Jar. I mean, exactly. That's that's the main issue. Um, but uh but you know, I mean that's great. I mean, I assume were you a, and are you a Star Wars fan? Or were you just approach and be like, yeah, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll do this great franchise and great IP?
1: It hadn't escaped my notice. When <laughs> I was 16, uh, me and my friend Leon De Rossi drove from San Carlos to San Jose to the Cinerama Dome. There were several of them there then, like three next to each other. It was awesome. And um, Star Wars was playing in 75 millimeter with uh, surround sound, you know, right? It's a big fucking deal, right? Because it's right. like the first movie that's basically predicated on the special effects are so good that they don't look shitty. Because sure. up until then, it you know, maybe 2001, a few other movies took the time to make it really artistic, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: Maybe Silent Running, which precedes Star Wars. And George made a movie called THX 1138 that's from the early 70s that very low budget, but tries right. to do this sort of modernistic uh, autocratic utopia that's run by you know, concealed overlords who keep everyone, you know, ground down into workers and
0: sure. Yeah.
1: That one's pretty heady. So then the, the leap to Star Wars is just, you know, the THX is like ostensibly an art film. You know, they all have shaved heads and they're all these white hallways and jumpsuits. And then Star Wars is like battered spaceships and guys drinking in bars and you know that. And then all the World War One stuff where they fly by each other and world war one planes (laughs) oh so we we got stoned and we drove when we went and saw it and i remember thinking it's a little slow in the beginning because it is uh but then i really like the the same one everybody likes the second one uh uh the one directed by erwin kershner
0: yeah empire strikes back
1: because it has the ice planet sequence and the plot isn't blowing up the death star which is the plot of two of the first three
0: yeah so (laughs) and then the sequel trilogy they do it again (laughs) yeah they do it again
1: so to me the death star is not as exciting as the characters and the saltiness you know everybody right yeah because you know and luke and all that
0: yeah exactly
1: Um, so i was chuffed to do it and uh auditioned in london with scott capuro who plays bead and uh we're best we're you know we knew each other from san francisco we're good friends he's a comedian too and um he lives in london with his husband and we went in and we auditioned and we riffed a little and then we got it and my agent goes i don't want you to do it and i'm like i said to her it's going uh, another word for resume in england is cv it means curriculum vitae i said it goes to the top of the cv (laughs)
0: like
1: if you never do anything again you were in a Star Wars movie, so right, yeah. I'm pretty aware of that, yeah,
0: yeah. You gotta be. I mean, it's uh, yeah. That's the, <laughs> if there's one thing you you can take away from your career, you were in Star Wars. You know, it's I uh, was. And, uh, <laughs> that's um, awesome, man. I mean, the, it's...
1: the three the three greatest
0: uh
1: things that I've been able to participate in and was lucky enough to be in was Star Wars and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, and who's line? Yeah, and
1: of course I love Chew Jackson as well. True Jackson was great fun for me.
0: Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's... those are things that um,
1: it disproves what anyone would tell you. Um, I have a funny voice, and I know what I sound like. I was also Bob the Builder for about five years, and right. the voice, yep. I, the voice I did for Bob the Builder, the voice, uh, it's I'm doing. You know, uh, I'm. And people will tell you, you need to change your voice. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like, I think you kind of need to be yourself.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: No, Because obviously the people who picked me for those pictures were highly insightful. Yeah. No, but I got really lucky and it was, <laughs> it was perfect for the time, you know, it was perfect for the time. I, I, you have to have some quality to your uh to your voice. And I was really lucky that those are the movies that I got to do.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, is, 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 you know, it obviously was still commercially successful and everything. And it's, it's still star Wars lore. Like it's, it's part of star Wars. And now that the sequel trilogy came out, like people are having, you know, different feelings about the prequels. Like, the, I feel like the prequels are becoming more popular now. I agree. Um, and know. people
1: are going easier on The Phantom Menace since it's the first of the, right. the first prequels. Right. People really ranked it for years, but now people are coming back to it and saying it's not as bad as they remember and yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it, when it first came out and it was getting, you know, hate from the hardcore fans, were you like, why did I do this? Or were you just, eh. Oh, no, I didn't care at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh I was
1: in Star Wars so it, really yeah. Didn't, yeah. it didn't matter to me. Uh I was in Star Wars. that movie made. That movie made a couple hundred million dollars, you know, right? Exactly. year it was out. I mean, yeah, everybody saw it. Was, hot, so, uh yeah,
0: P- people and, were, you know, lined up to uh just watch the trailer for it. I think they right? you know, bought tickets just to watch the trailer for it and and sure. and then they didn't watch the movie they actually bought the ticket for. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell
1: you what, but, we we had about uh, I was in London and they brought me in to do some, uh, post, you know, work and on the pod race and they were down the line to lose film and they had, and this is the nineties. So there was a phone in a cradle, right? Sure. With a speaker. And there was the dude in Marin. Right. And we were recording in the afternoon and, uh, I did a few passes of a couple of the takes and whatnot. Uh, and, Finally, I, and every time I did anything, he'd go, that's great, brilliant, moving on, right? And I was like, I know I'm good, but what? And so I said, can I ask you a question? And he's like, yeah. I go, when does the movie open? And he goes, 10 days. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. So with a week and a half left, everything yeah. I did was golden.
0: Oh, man. yeah, that's uh, Yeah, that's, you know. We a week and a half. A lot can happen. How
1: many theaters? How many theaters in the world did that picture open in one day? You know, like thousands. Yeah, the yeah exactly. In the states had yeah, it opened it's... in like a couple thousand.
0: Years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but again, I guess I can't believe I missed that. Uh, that you were you were uh, you were a part of that. So kudos yeah. to you, my friend. I'm talking. Sin to no that. more, since you. I I think I you're
1: doing you a film f- show.
0: And I think in Star Wars is why I started to love film. And uh, I think that you are the first person who's been in a Star Wars film that I've spoken to. So congratulations. You should uh, uh, feel like royalty right now if you already don't, you know, you're living in London and everything. Um, right. N- yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, let's, let's get into point break. Okay. So you, you, uh, you had sent me a list of movies and, uh, you know, I, uh, i I love the movies you sent me I just felt like point break would probably get more uh you know i'm 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 a business you know I gotta i gotta i gotta worry about my my fans and everything I felt point break was probably the most popular and not that i I like indies and I like blah 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 anyway greg uh <laughs> i uh I, I felt point break was was the was the good choice for right? uh, the the show uh, but again i love the uh, the other choices uh you picked um but uh be yeah, a point break so first of all th- this was the first one on your list what what about point break made you write point break first
1: well i think it's if you're talking about a fun picture to talk about in a fun show, that's the one, because it's got, although it has no sense of humor, I mean, kind of an oblique sense of humor. It is a, a breakneck movie and all of the set pieces in it are great. Mm-hmm. And it also has the two uh, sexiest 90s stars, right? It's got yeah. just Keanu and Patsway. So I think you're dealing with a lot of awesomeness. Also the plot is so inconceivably outlandish that, you're so overwhelmed that you just succumb to it. No way on earth is there a surfing undercover FBI agent attached to a police division to infiltrate a gang of robbers who wear rubber masks of the presidents.
0: That we know of.
1: That we know of. Now I might be speaking out of turn. (laughs) Uh, So I think I picked that one because it's the epitome of like a popcorn action film. Absolutely. There's, there's no. There's although Laurie Petty's threatened in it. There's no terrible violence. Well, there's violence against women, but it's not as bad as a lot of movies have that. And sure, yeah. I mean, it's she direct. basically becomes a, a a secondary character in the, in the second and third act because him and Patrick Swayze are having such an intense relationship that. Yeah, you know, I, there's the, that male love story, which is the other part that I think everybody finds compelling because it's the subtext of everything, the way they meet and Pat Swayze defends him and beats up the gang with him on their first
0: date. Yep. With the uh, red hot chili peppers front front man right? who does the worst scene. line read of
1: any human being in the history of film. He goes, uh, so I guess you're going to kick my ass and tell me the townies rule or whatever. And he goes, um, no. And then cut to Anthony Kiedis. And he goes, that would be a waste of time like that. And you're like, why are you doing it that hard? Because everyone else is reading their lines. Right. Then the next guy goes, we're just going to fuck you up, right? With no, you know, just throws it away. Like, but Anthony right. he just goes, that? Like, you're
0: like, wow. He's, he's doing it like he's singing one of his songs. Like, that's right. how he performs. He's acting out like, his <laughs> – yeah. And, so,
1: and then Pat He goes, he's with me. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, he's with me. Right. And then, then he says, to him, "Hey, come by my house tonight. We're having a thing." Yeah. Right. And he invites yeah. him out on the first after he's helped him, and then they go to the nighttime swim. They play football together. Then he hits him too hard, and then has to apologize. And everybody's cool
0: because he's famous. You know. Yeah. He's he's uh, like the
1: most popular girl in school all of a sudden. And shit.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But you know, he was a quarterback for the. Ohio State University. Yeah, I'm a Michigan guy. So um, he missed his um, window, man, because he evaporated (laughs) his knee. (laughs) That's what happens, and then you know, throughout the movie, his knee keeps getting fucked up. So right, he blows his knee out like
1: four times. It's great.
0: (laughs) I know. Uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow, an Oscar-winning director, uh, which, you know, you, when you watch this movie and you don't know anything about it, like, he, it doesn't seem like it would be directed by uh, a woman. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, she she knocks it out of the park with this. It's amazing. Oh, look at her um, movies. I mean, she's yeah. in
1: the style of James Cameron more than any other director. She's, she didn't, only one or two character studies. Everything else is Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker and um yep. After Dark
0: and Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, What's that uh, big
1: blowout one? Um, end of days. That one's supposed to be like a rock opera, you know, gothic. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Um but uh but yeah, I mean you got I mean this is uh He's from you know, San
1: Carlos. I'm from San Carlos. There's like three oh, people from San at- Carlos. Me, Dana Carvey and Catherine Bigelow.
0: Look at that! Hey, can you uh, tell Dana Carvey that I don't want him on the show? Uh, Of course, you want him on the show. Well, duh. Tell Catherine Bigelow I want her on the show. If you, yeah, I don't know Catherine Bigelow. Uh, Well, you know, I I do. So, but uh, she doesn't talk to me anymore. Right. Um, (laughs) Gary Busey is in this. You got Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. How gorgeous is Patrick Swayze in this? First of all,
1: wow, he's great. And like he. He's such a Tai Chi master, like, uh, you know, professional dancer, first and foremost. Well, so yes. the thing that makes him so awesome as a fighter is he does like scissor kicks and spin kicks that are super martial arts. And he knows what he's doing. And when he skydives, apparently. My wife told me this, that in the skydiving scene. Uh, they were like, all you know professional skydivers and they were like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, dude, I'm doing it. And yeah. Pat Swayze, that is him. And he so is that, doing all the moves and it's always
0: so dancer, everything with him. Uh, so, so that and, was Pat Swayze in, in, yeah. he was skydiving. Yeah. Wow. He, I, I don't awesome. know if he does all the
1: stunts, but he's right. certainly but jumped he, out of a plane. Yeah. Um, because
0: uh, all the close-ups of Keanu, you can tell like he's on like. Some, oh like, no, no no yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> like the Matrix.
1: So right, I remember yeah. after you did the Matrix, they said, "Do you know kung fu now?" And he said, "I know movie kung
0: fu." <laughs> exactly. Oh. You know, it, I I do too, and I've never done a movie right. so. <laughs> Cut. Uh, all right, come I on, that, come on, stunt guy.
1: <laughs> that Pathway's character is the engine of the movie because he's so. Enthusiastically and unrepentantly evil, and driving the plot forward with his, we have to knock over another bank. We got to do this. We got to do that. And so it, then is when he, he doesn't, is he evil? Do, do, do well, you, dude, he he kidnaps his own girlfriend and has her held at knife point by a psychopath in his employ. He,
0: I uh, take back my question. You're right.
1: <laughs> he he's willing to let everyone in his gang die. Yeah. And he throws James Legros out of the plane, knowing that James Legros will be dead before he hits the ground. And then if you recall what they do, they go grab the money and throw it in the back and they don't even look at the body or nothing. They just drive away like, woo. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Like so, he, yeah. he, and he then briefly says, says he wants to bury it, but you know, he's like, right? no, we don't have time. And he's like, all right, I'll leave. You know? And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And he no, said, you're right. He's
1: evil. He says that I found Rosie in a hotel room and, jakarta or something he goes he was just a pile of meat or whatever so clearly pat swayze fucked up rosie or had someone do it since he doesn't like to do it himself that much that's the right. one thing you get is that he's slightly got that james mason thing going on of i'd rather someone else tortured you and i just pay for it or whatever
0: right yeah absolutely because and, the uh, other guys
1: in the gang do violence he doesn't shoot anybody
0: No, no, he
1: doesn't. And when they're going to shoot Keanu, he pushes James LeGrasse's hand up. He goes, I got him, I got him. He saves him. They both save each other, remember?
0: Yep. Because he's got
1: him in his sights and then he shoots in the air.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. Because he totally could have got him when he's climbing the fence. Yeah. they
1: both at one point could kill each other and they don't. And that's what drives it. And it, it...
0: it all comes down to you know what uh, what what they get into when uh, he's undercover and being a surfer and right. uh, you know in the uh, the lessons I guess uh, uh, Patrick Swayze slash Bodhi, uh you know tells to him and I, I love the line you know if 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 you if you want the ultimate you you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price it's not tragic to die doing what you love and uh, wow. I think. That's one Let's of get the, a lot
1: uh, of bonsai bullshit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but a it's, lot of it's,
0: testosterone. Yeah. Oh, no, he it's, absolutely, he absolutely. It's a powerful line, you know? Down. Yeah, absolutely. It's, no, it's, man,
1: it's not a tragedy. Die and do what you love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> every
1: every 50 years, Mother Nature tells us exactly what she thinks of us. And this time <laughs> I'm going to be there. Me too, man. <laughs> You're not going to be 30
0: got it bro <laughs> what does she say do
1: nothing this. compares to it not even sex. and yep. goes, maybe you're not doing it right Roach
0: <laughs> exactly it's like really come on yeah, come on guys. <laughs> it-
1: also uh, the one weakness in the movie Gary Boosie's awesome in it and John C. McGinley is hilarious at the to- over the top
0: yep
1: uh, is uh, th- the soundtrack's awful it's rat and it's uh, a bunch of yeah. off-brand shit. Uh, n- at no point does the music ever t- take you away. Like in other movies, like even at the matrix, you remember him flying up at the end and the loud. Right. Music and other movies, the music really kind of drives the narrative. And it's sort of like the anti-score is easy or Quentin Tarantino, who used so much music to really push the plot forward. You know?
0: Sure. Yeah. And uh,
1: yeah. a popular song that, you know, that has a big beat and they, rah, you know, uh, Point break the music's totally in the background of what they're doing all the time. There's a lot more of uh, the left brain. They're always uh, enjoying themselves. They're always gazing at nature. They're always commenting on how great what they're doing is and how beautiful it is and stuff, which other gangs in movies don't really do.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> they get yeah, drunk together. They, <laughs> you know, they, they, or bond constantly, they always have a, you know. Right, yeah. And at the end of the night, one of them goes, let's go get some tacos or whatever. <laughs> 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 Most gangs yeah. don't go, let's get tacos, you know. Yeah, And I exactly. think that, that element lends it an awesomeness. That the surfer element ends it a beautiful <laughs> uh, a nonsense you couldn't have gotten away with in another gangster movie, caper movie. Right, right yeah. Because it's a caper uh, movie.
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I just did Heat, uh, uh, Oh yeah, you know, the Michael Mann film. And, uh, you know, it's a typical gang. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to. Robert De Niro's not going to ask Danny Trejo. Yeah, you want to get tacos? Uh, you know, as, uh, <laughs> no. here, you know
1: it's <laughs> and they don't go like when they're doing stuff. This is beautiful, man. <laughs>
0: exactly. And then it's just
1: isn't it great, Johnny? Isn't it the greatest feeling in the world? And Kiana goes, yeah, it is, man. You're like, they're, they're checking in with each other's emotions. Right, they're, yeah. So, they're always validating what they're doing by dignifying it with that Eastern bullshit that Bodhi, you, you know, everything's supposed <laughs> right, to be this yeah. big spiritual endeavor, even though we're <laughs> just bank robbers who like to drink beer and shit.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what does he
1: say? For those people who inching along out there in their metal coffins. We're yeah. the only thing keeping them going like, what? No, you're not.
0: <laughs> you're really oh,
1: my not. favorite line in the movie is, uh, he, ha- he hands Johnny a gun and a thing when he goes, and Johnny goes, maybe you haven't heard but I'm a FBI agent. And Patrick Swayze goes, yeah. Isn't it wild?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> it's wild. And there's right? some terrible yeah. violence
1: in that shootout. That's the last shootout or yeah. continues That's- into the last shootout, but that's when at the violence the, gets really awful.
0: At the airport or at the bank? Mm. At the airport,
1: because a bunch of people yeah. get shot. Uh, the bank robbery at yeah. the airport, and then the... Fun,
0: yeah, yeah, because the the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, uh, the bank, yeah, one guy gets shot right in the head. Other guys get shot in the chest, everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, we get Gary Busey uh, getting shot at the airport. Yeah. And, and then, uh, no! Yeah. <laughs> no, They really needed that one.
1: <laughs> the, the guy, when the bank guard gets shot, that's part of what makes the violence in the movie land is there's not lots of John Woo type. Not that it's John Wu's fault, but there's none of that mass violence. It's not right. a million people getting shot at once. It's it's not that kind of movie. So even in the bank robbery, when the cop says to the security guard, I'm a cop and I'm going to throw down on these fucking guys. And the security guard goes, please don't do that. I'm not. Prepared yeah. <laughs> this. And then they get up and they both get wasted. Now you feel so sad because you've met them both. Right. You know, that one guy's a really honest guy and the other guy's like, I just want to go home from work today. Right? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, why, why, why save the day? I mean, if they start shooting, sure. Come save the day. But first of all, again, as they say, when they're robbing, it, it's insured, it's not your money, don't worry about it. If I'm in there and I'm a security guard, I'm staying put. I'm sorry, like it's right, but also
1: the message of that the violence is personalized. It's you, like you watch Lord of the Rings and a million orcs get killed, and it's not after a while, you're just like, Who cares? Right, not yeah. there's no story, but everybody in Point Break that gets killed or threatened, you've met as a character, you've you know seen them. Like, no one gets killed till the end when, oh uh, um, no, they shoot some guys in the drug raid. But at the end, uh, uh, when they kill Alonzo and all the guys in uh, Bodie's gang get killed, you know, yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah. we've been w- with these guys the whole movie and now yeah. we're watching them. So I think that's why people take the movie on more. Uh, right. Yeah. Anonymous violence after a while is really inuring, and it just wears you down.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it does because uh, you know, I, I, for some reason, when you say that, I think of uh, Django Unchained, Quentin Tarantino. Right. I mean, there's, right. That, that was just a violence fest. When the yeah, guy gets eaten by dogs, you're like, Jesus Christ! You yeah. Guys, you know exactly. Well, and especially at the end of the film, when it's just like. The total shootout in the house—it's yeah. just like, all right, self-indulgent. Like, all right, come on, let's. <laughs> I don't feel right? any emotion over this. Like, not it's just not to be a. a, a dip, and I but... love Tarantino, but
1: right, of course, <laughs> yeah. But, they but... stylized it better. Uh, uh, a movie that did that same scene better uh, at the end or parallel scene was uh, *The Unforgiven* with Clint Eastwood.
0: Oh yes, he
1: hasn't committed a murder to the whole movie, and then at the end he has to go in and get Morgan Freeman and whatnot. And he kills everybody, but very slowly, and yep. each time is with a lot of consequence. I've been reading this film book, and William Wyler, uh, or was it William Wyler or Ruben Mamoulian? And it was uh, Mamoulian said, Oh, I'm not interested in um, everybody dying, I'm interested in one man dying, right? Yeah. I don't want the audience to just have. Bah, 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 bah. Like I'm going to invest you so hard in the character that when they get killed, you'll be like,
0: well, really it, moved. it's funny you bring up Unforgiven because I love that because the audience finds out that Morgan Freeman gets killed when yeah. Clint Eastwood finds out, you know? So like we're stricken with that as mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood is stricken with that. And it's just, yeah, it, it, you know, the, the you, you gotta make the audience feel something. Like it, it's, you know, certain movies, it's good to have the audience know something before the character. Um, but, but yeah, I love too when movies make you find out when the character finds out. And I, yeah, I agree. I think that's brilliant.
1: Uh, the Unforgiven script was really good because it tackled violence in a lot of really subtle ways for a Clint Eastwood movie. It wasn't like the old Sergio Leone movies. It The, the cowboys that beat up the prostitute, and then they bring her a horse to say they're sorry. Right. And then yeah. they shoot out with the, them, and one guy gets shot and goes, uh, I'm dying, boys. And you hear the bad guy yell up to them, you shot our Billy. Yeah. Like they're yeah. all... You know that yeah. it's not anonymous, like right. I exactly. love John Wick because it's stylish and I love right. the gothic look, but the constant killing of people every single second. After a while, it just and yeah, then you're thinking like of different this. ways to kill them. I'm going to shoot him in the head. I'm going right. to shoot him in the eye. I'm going to shoot him in
0: the. Sure, it's like a video yeah. game
1: and the stabbing like, and like you go. Point Breaker Speed are much right. better action films from Keanu Reeves because in Speed it's completely personal sure you know, Dennis Hopper really hates him
0: <laughs> right yeah a little bit a little bit yeah. <laughs> well in in two, I love that um you know again yeah de- de- the deaths in movies if you're gonna f- if you if the if the director intends for you to feel something emotional, we have to be attached to whatever they're trying to yeah. do uh yeah like john wick i love john wick it's fun to watch and Me you know, it's great action it's yeah it's uh it's great but it's like you don't feel any emotion when someone dies it's just like yeah nope. you know that's the movie yeah. um, and you know but, he's not
1: gonna die because you know there's gonna be another john wick movie
0: right because and
1: they're money. running out of parts to come and they're running out of plots because <laughs> he's run afoul of everyone now
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But uh, speaking of that, I mean, um, you know, you have uh, Gary Busey, uh, who I thought was terrific in this movie. Uh, He starts off as this hothead FBI guy. So you think like, oh, it's going to be this classic, you know, him taking over the young guy reluctantly. And then probably by the end of the movie, he'll warm up to him. But no, right away him and Keanu kind of have this uh, relationship, you know, they, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not, um, contrived. It's, it's not, you know, I don't know. It's it's (laughs) the other
1: great relationship in the movie is him and Gary. Right. Yeah. they, They trust each other as partners and they each back each other's shitty wild hunches that go nowhere.
0: Right. Exactly. And I think what, you know, is great is because you know Keanu st- stood up to him. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. you're 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 washed up, and you know I'm here, and you're worried that I'm gonna, you know, take. A- I forget exactly what it right. says. What but- did he
1: say? <laughs> she, are you angry? He goes, yeah, I am. He goes, feels good, doesn't it? Like you're alive.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I I love that. You know. It's it's oh just when cr- he gets
1: in the car and they've cuffed him and he, ha- he has the key and he uncuffs him immediately. Of course, you know he's not
0: going to. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that ain't happening. And he goes, you
1: know where they are, don't you? I mean, you did.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: Kenny's like, let's go get him, and then they have the terrible shootout at the airport.
0: Yeah, it, it was yeah, pretty terrible. Yeah.
1: It, uh, Gary Busey's hilarious in it because. He's the cop who's uh, would have been like the Lee Marvin part in the '60s or '70s movies. He's been a cop for thirty years, but he's still arguing with his commanding officer over every fucking thing. I don't know how wearing a blindfold and pulling the brick off the bottom of a pool is supposed to make me a better
0: detective.
1: Wow, <laughs> 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 that's
0: great. Yeah, I mean, what is that about? Like, what? Why, why are they having? Do you know why they're having them dive for bricks? Yes,
1: because you got to set up early. That everything's left brain in this movie. This isn't a right brain, obsessive cop. There are obsessive cops chasing a gang, but they get too emotionally involved with the gang. And so everything's yin in this movie, right? Like, why would you make a detective do that? There's no reason other than to set up this paradigm that in their world, there's philosophical bank robbers. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, can, uh, he learns a discipline while he's chasing them that he keeps after he's done chasing him and killing all of them. They all die. The gang that he chases dies. All of them pay the price, and then true. he keeps the spirituality of surfing going. Which and then that's when they're married in the last scene when he puts the cuffs on him. Yep. He says, uh, "I can't live in a cage, man," and so he lets him go. And then now they're divorced. And then you see him throw his badge in the water because. That life's over. But he says to him, You still surfing? And he goes,
0: Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. when
1: Bodhi knows he won. Bodhi
0: won. won, Guys, that wasn't Greg. I put the clip of uh, Keanu Reeves saying that. (laughs) That was actually Keanu Reeves right there (laughs) saying that. So you think Bodhi won? Definitely
1: because he he gets to go out literally in a blaze of glory. The last time you see him, he's riding into the biggest cinematic wave in the history of cinema. Right. Like, you
0: know. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to his saying about, you know, dying, doing something uh-huh. you love, you know? And, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, Johnny Utah respects that. And, uh, obviously he was drawn to him before he realized he was the bank robber. They were chasing, you know, he was drawn to this lifestyle and, he serves every day, as you said, uh, right? much better. That's than
1: why right? Bodhi wins, because his discipline, yep. uh, Johnny Utah still observes. And it, it took everyone, literally, in his gang to die. All of them, including Rosie. They're all dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so it, on paper, it's Keanu wins. But it, spiritually, I think the bad guy wins. And that's why everybody fucking...
0: Our uh, uh, Ke- are Keanu and Tyler still together at the end? Do you think?
1: Yeah, in in yeah. their world, but uh, yeah. then she has to leave him to become a baseball pitcher in the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, which happens a couple years after that, maybe.
0: Right. Well, naturally, <laughs> naturally, she's quite and, an athlete, uh, man. She serves she cr- in that movie and she plays ball and she uh, cries and uh, you know. Yeah, but yeah, there's she's, no. She's a good athlete, man. There's no crying in baseball, unfortunately. Is the is the the main takeaway from Lady that? Petty.
1: And what, what's that other one that was so outlandish that came right after that? Tank Girl.
0: Ah, Tank Girl. Not entirely
1: I, successful, but
0: hey, okay. yeah, I'm not aware of that one. So you, wow, it's a sci-fi movie from the mid '90s, and Laurie
1: was such a star at that point after having done all those pictures that they they made her the lead and. It has very poor special effects of kangaroos and whatnot.
0: (laughs) Oh God! Uh, Yeah, uh, that sounds interesting. No, (laughs) no, no, it's Uh, not, Ben. It's not. (laughs) You know, you have to make it
1: good. League of their own is always good, but uh, Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Naturally. Uh, uh, Another Detroit man is in this, Tom Sizemore. He's been in like three of the last like five movies I've talked about on the podcast. Tom Sizemore has a very tiny part uh, as the first uh, people they raid um, because they think they're the robbers. And they raid the wrong house, and Tom Sizemore was there as a undercover detective, saying like, "I only got two kilos of this stuff, man." And uh, you know, you, you, you I got took him to play
1: with me, man. I got what was it, ring around the rosie, whatever he says. I got him to play. Yeah, just when I'm about to nail him for the big score, you think I like wearing my hair like this? Yeah. My wife makes <laughs> me stay at Ramada. <laughs> so he pours sorry. booze on his cornflakes at the beginning of
0: the scene. <laughs> yeah, that's a. <laughs> That stood out to me too. I was like, man, like gee, just drink it, like and I, have milk with it. Like I, I'm a drinker, yeah. and you know, but I, ugh, and I love sugar cereal.
1: But that was no. supposed to show that he had infiltrated the gang. and They were believing his yeah. everyday activities.
0: Well, yes, if we're gonna analyze, uh, analyze, uh, well. <laughs> analyze, analyze, Greg. Then yes, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess you're right. Yes, we um, are gonna <laughs> analyze. <laughs> We're gonna analyze. Uh who who uh you know, you're 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 a Hollywood guy. Who have you met on this cast?
1: Only McGinley.
0: I was thinking about that. Yeah. I,
1: I think I met I wanna say I met him backstage over at T V City, but I haven't met Kanu or Gary Boosie. Yeah. Um, Pat Swayze, I walked by at LAX once. He was standing outside smoking a cigarette in front of the American Airlines Terminal. He was gorgeous. He was wearing a baseball hat. Um so-
0: you can't. You, you can say you met him. You know, we'll we'll just say that. But then, no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, McKinley. He's. Uh, so you just met him? Don't know him?
1: No, not really. But yeah. uh, he's been in a thousand movies, including yeah, uh, Platoon, and awesomely playing Red Barber in the Jackie Robinson picture Forty Two.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Right. Yeah. And Red Barber and, uh, was a
1: famous announcer in Brooklyn. It was nice they gave it to a, an Irish guy because. John was playing like the you know the red-headed announcer guy. and When Jackie Robinson went up for the first time, Red Barber was making the call, and he said, uh, Jackie's a brunette. He didn't say that's, anything else. Oh, wow. <laughs> that,
0: right? So that's true? that He actually yeah, just Jackie
1: said Jackie. Play. Jackie. Jackie's playing first base today. Jackie's a brunette.
0: Wow! Yep, man, that's crazy. Then they put that. Right. In the, I, I actually haven't seen that movie. What? Uh, it's quite they, good. Chadwick yeah. Boseman is uh right. Yeah, Harrison Ford smashing. isn't he in that too? so what? No, Harrison? Is yeah, Harrison he Ford is. in that?
1: Yeah, Harrison Ford. Uh, and then I have to go, but Harrison Ford uh, plays Branch Ricky in it. Who's the general manager who signs Jackie?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I forget the name of the director, but I heard this story. um Harrison Ford got a hold of the script because he heard the part of Branch Rickey in the Jackie Robinson movie was coming out, and he was the right age for it. That is to say, older. Branch Rickey was in his late 60s when he did all those, and he was gruff and he uh, uh, carried you know cigar and uh, he was he was used highfalutin words. He didn't swear. He wasn't profane, which is unusual in baseball. Right. And uh, they called his. Uh, Office, the cave of the winds i'm not kidding the writers and he was called the mahatma right because of mahatma gandhi because he's with yeah. highfalutin he was christian so but he was the only one who had the guts to hire a black guy for the team knowing that there was enough black fans to support this and that white people would come around in brooklyn because brooklyn was different than say kansas city right right yeah yeah so uh he does it. So F- Ford got uh, lunch with the director and evidently they sat down together and Harrison Ford at lunch started doing the part to him, doing the dialogue, all of it. Wow. All of the, of the je- branch rookie part. And the director like, you know, like yeah. you're perfect. Like you went and got the script, you learned it and you just laid it on me. I'm giving you yeah. the part. <laughs> and he's really wow. good in it. Yeah. It's not a typical Harrison Ford part. He's grouchy. <laughs> Right, But he's old and that he has to beg Jackie to play ball, even with all the racism and hawa, uh, you know, to, to, make, uh, to make the statement and all that. He's the other part of the equation. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, really good. It's
0: a uh, chat. Def- yeah. Definitely going to have to check that out.
1: It's a terrific baseball picture and it's also a terrific picture, especially considering the time we're living in right now, as we discussed at the beginning with white supremacy and all that, Here, right, watching Jackie yeah. Robinson's story is a, is a Harrison Ford says in the movie, "You're like medicine, Jack. Everybody needs you."
0: <laughs> everybody. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, Point Break. So yeah, I mean that's uh, you know it's it's so fun. You know it's it's a great action flick, and uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, you know any, anything... You won't feel
1: as sleazy as if you watched Roadhouse. I love Roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> well, I love Next of Kin. I love all of his action movies. Right. Pat Swayze, yeah. He's a huge, I mean, he, Jeff, I love uh, um, Kurt Russell and Pat Swayze are like my two favorite action stars. But
0: I love that he, uh, he's a villain in this, uh, which is yeah. great change for him. And, uh, I love real quick. I, I just love the, uh, little, I, I know it was on purpose, uh, Keanu Reeves says, "You know they hang out at uh, Patrick's Roadhouse." It's like, okay, that was obvious. That that right. <laughs> that, that was a saying, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Point Break. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, and uh, you know, we we gave away a lot, but it's still fun to fun to check out. Uh, so definitely do that. Greg Proops, is there any uh, do, what, what, uh, whose Line I know comes out on Fridays? CW. That's right.
1: I'm on tomorrow if you put this out before then. And yeah. then who's uh, on Friday? Uh, uh, I'll be go to NowhereComedyClub.com or GregProops.com. I got a show on the 6th. Uh, I have a stand-up show on the 18th. I have a podcast on the 28th, The Smartest Man in the World podcast. Uh, I also do the Greg Proops Film Club, of which there is a, po- a Point Break episode, and that's on SoundCloud. And uh, uh, Wait, Huzan you've already done do Point live. Break? Yeah, but like 10 years ago.
0: Oh, come on, man. This is fresh new point break, point breakage. We've made many points on point break, which is great. So if you're doing a film buff show and you
1: didn't look to see if I'd ever talked about it, one, and that I was in Star Wars, so.
0: Oh, wait, what? You were in Star Wars? (laughs) Let's talk about that. All right, Greg Proops. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been great talking with you.
1: Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it, pal. Be good. Happy New Year.
0: There you have it. That was my conversation with Greg Proops. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Blockbuster Cast and Instagram at Blockbuster Mentality. That's where you're going to get all the new shows and updates for when new shows come out. Appreciate a follow there. Uh, and tweet at us and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'd appreciate that as well. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Greg Proops. Again, check him out. Funny guy, nice guy, and uh, had a lot of fun. So uh, that is it for me, folks. For Greg, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.